0: It's good to hear from us, isn't it? No need to
1: respond. That was rhetorical. <laughs> For the month of October, we're bringing you our stagey spook series, where we'll be taking a weekly look into our favorite spooky musicals. This week, we're gonna dive deep into the wonderful Land of Oz, everyone's favorite musical, Wicket. Grab a hold of your broomsticks and hop on. This is gonna be a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Wicked begins with the death of the Wicked Witch of the West. Through flashback we learn from Glinda that the two witches, Glinda and the Wicked Witch of the West, whose real name is Elphaba, are university friends who disliked each other intensely when they first met. Glinda is beautiful, spoiled, and popular, while Elphaba is unconventionally green-skinned and misunderstood. Elphaba is never afraid to stand up for what she believes to
0: be right and demonstrates strong values. On a visit to Oz, she and Glinda discover that the wizard is corrupt. Despite this revelation, Glinda is still tempted by the wizard's invitation to join his administration, but Elphaba refuses and vows to fight the wizard's injustice. Concerned that Elphaba might use her natural talent for sorcery against him, the wizard uses propaganda to turn the people of Oz against her, painting her as the Wicked Witch of the West. A hunt begins and Elphaba is forced into hiding.
1: Glinda is left battling with her conscience, realizing that Elphaba has had the strength to stand by what is right. When the people of Oz hear that a female child has killed the Wicked Witch, Glinda announces that all is well now but secretly she mourns her lost friend and vows to do good. Wicked is based off the 1995 novel, *Wicked:
0: The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, written by Gregory Maguire. When Dorothy triumphed over the Wicked Witch of the West in L. Frank Baum's classic tale, we only heard her side of the story. But what about her arch nemesis, the mysterious witch? Where did she come from? How did she become so wicked? And what is the true nature of evil? Gregory Maguire created a fantasy world so rich and vivid that nobody will ever look at Oz the same way again. Wicked is about a land where animals talk and strive to be treated like first-class citizens. Munchkin landers seek the comfort of middle-class stability and the Tin Man becomes a victim of domestic violence. And then there's the green-skinned girl named Elphaba who will grow up to become the infamous Wicked Witch of the West who challenges all of our preconceived notions
1: about the nature of good and evil. Composer Stephen Schwartz read Gregory McGuire's novel On Vacation and instantly thought the story should be on stage. After securing the rights along with Universal producer Mark Platt, yes, THE Ben Platt's father, Stephen Schwartz and Winnie Holtzman along with Mark Platt teamed up to sketch an outline of what the musical would be, both working for McGuire's original book and creating a new structure for the stage. The story and musical was developed over a series of readings and workshops. Schwartz actually wrote the role of Glinda with Tony Award winner Kristen Chenoweth in mind, and she played the role from the readings through to Broadway. Fellow Tony winner Stephanie J. Block played Elphaba in the readings and workshops before Adina Menzel was cast for the Broadway production. Wicked had its world premiere at the Curran Theatre in San Francisco in May of 2003. Although critics gave mixed reviews, most agreed that the show had phenomenal potential. The creative team made a series of changes
0: to the show to prepare it for Broadway, including recasting The Wizard. Robert Morse played the role in San Francisco and Joel Gray played the role in the original Broadway cast. Wicked opened on Broadway on October 30th, 2003 at the Gershwin Theater, where it still plays on Broadway. It received 10 Tony award nominations in the 2004 season, winning three, including Idina
1: Menzel's win for best actress
0: in a musical.
1: Since opening at the Gershwin Theatre, Wicked has gone on to find great success in London, England's West End, which began previews on September 7, 2006. The London production was tailored slightly for a British audience, including minor changes to dialogue, choreography, and special effects. A majority of these changes were later incorporated into all productions of Wicked. Wicked has also had successful runs in Australia, Korea, Mexico, Brazil, as well as through touring companies all over the world. So, how about we share our experiences at Wicked? What do you think? Let's do it! You go first. Wicked was actually my first show. I saw the touring production in Ottawa in 2007, I think. But since then, I've seen the show seven times between touring productions and Broadway. I can't quite remember everything from my first show, but I do recall missing the point of the story. I had built it up so much in my mind as this sweet friendship and couldn't understand why they were slapping each other around in act 2. <laughs> but this was a time when you couldn't find everything on YouTube, wink, wink, <laughs> or read about every plot detail online. So I really went in sort of blind and loving the cast recording and The Wizard of Oz. I later saw another touring production when I was a bit older and understood everything completely. I think people will always find something new to discover within Wicket, parts of themselves that they've discovered along the way through personal life journeys and losses, mm. which is what I love most about Wicket. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I finally saw the show on Broadway, it was like the curtain completely opened up. I hadn't realized the set was so different in the sense that with a touring production, everything tends to get scaled down quite a bit. But with Wicked, you see Alphaba fly and Glinda enter in the bubble and assume that's as big and magical as it could ever get in any production. But no, the Gershwin Theater in New York has the set practically extended past the stage. And there's a staircase as well as a flying monkey that literally flies over the middle oh, section of the orchestra. I want that. No, you don't. <laughs> I, no, I love it. I want it. No, I literally- pay extra for it. I peed my pants totally.
0: Fly over me! Please, monkeys! Wicked,
1: sponsored by Depends. (laughs) (laughs) We're not affiliated with Wicked or (laughs) Depends. Legally, I have to say that. Right. (laughs) I was fortunate enough to attend the 10th anniversary of Wicked, which was absolutely bonkers. (laughs) The vibe was set through the entire city, and everyone was celebrating Wicket turning 10 years old. And I remember visiting the window display earlier in the day at NBC Studios, and it was just glorious. I mean, like, there was literally, I can't even explain it. Schmackerys had a cookie out for (gasps) Wicket. Schmackerys Baked by Melissa had little cupcakes for Wicket. There was Wicket nail polish at Sephora. I mean... The city was celebrating. Everybody loves show, Wicked. Everyone loves Wicked. Who doesn't? <laughs> For real, <laughs> at, though. No, really. I'm curious if you don't like Wicked, let us know.
0: Let us know because just I'm genuinely I'm genuinely curious as to why. Don't worry, mm-hmm. like, I'm, yeah, I'm
1: just curious. <laughs> at the show itself. um Everywhere you looked inside the theater was, like, a former cast member. (gasps) So I was totally geeking out, and I even got to meet a few who kindly chatted with me, and they signed my 10th anniversary program. It was really special. (laughs) How about you?
0: Wicked is the show that really started my musical theater obsession. Like, I liked musicals before Wicked, um, but then I saw Wicked and loved it, and it was all downhill from there, unfortunately. And uh, here I am doing a musical theater podcast. It's Wicked's fault. Um, (laughs) But this is also the show that made me realize that musical theater was something I could pursue as a career. And at the time that was like insane to me to realize that this is something I could do Mm -hmm. as a job. Mm -hmm. Um, I fell in love with the show through the cast album, of course, and uh, whatever videos I could find on the internet. I'd, you know, I'd always loved The Wizard of Oz. And honestly, who doesn't love a good prequel? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when the show came to Kitchener, Ontario on tour in 2012, my parents surprised me with tickets. And uh, with the tickets was a little note from Glinda and Elphaba inviting me to come visit them and see the show. If you didn't pick up on it, Glinda and Elphaba are my parents, they they wrote the letter, but it was really cute, I actually still have it. After seeing the show, obviously, I was just even more in love with it. And, you know, seeing it live for the first time, that magic, I just, I knew I had to go back. So when the tour came back to Toronto in 2014, I knew I was going, I actually ended up going with my dad. Uh, who I did drag to the stage door. And uh, I actually did get to say hello to Carol Lindsay who was playing Glinda at the time. She is one of my biggest musical theater inspirations ever. So to see her come down in that bubble, I'll never forget it. And then getting to say hi to her in that little back alley was, uh, well, it meant a lot to me. And in 2018, when the tour came back again, I was like, well, Yes, I'm going to see Wicked again. Honestly, it's the one show that every time it's in Toronto, I will go see it. Like, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll make sure that I go to see it because it, no matter where you are in your life, it always has something relevant. It's always a treat. Totally. Um, So I took a little solo trip in 2018 as like a little grad gift to myself. And, uh, you know, as a recent college grad, I the ticket that I got was at the very back of the Ed Mervish theater in the balcony. I was literally in the last row of this theater. And it was still one of the most magical productions I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, at the Ed M, there's hardly a bad seat, but um, to be that far back and to still feel completely immersed in the action is just a testament, I think, to this story and uh, of course to the, the to the performers on stage. And I have to say that Mary Kate Morrissey, who was playing Alphabet at the time, she is an expert in connecting with everyone in the room, even if you are like at the very, very back, like I was. This is someone who has mastered playing to the balcony and um, so to speak, and just, I get chills every time I like, I can still picture her on stage doing the show so clearly. It's such a vivid memory. Mm-hmm actually i think it's my most vivid wicked memory now that i mention it um but again that was also my first time seeing the show as an adult which you were talking about you know when you're older you go back and you kind of you pick up on the darker themes mm. a little bit more and you kind of see a bit more of the balance between the light and the dark and honestly that just makes me love wicked even more right. you know as much as artists are a form of escapism they're a reflection of the real world as well And I think that Wicked has just so gracefully Mm -hmm. figured out the balance between theater magic and social commentary, which is, it's hard to do, it's hard to do. And they've managed to create something that, you know, you get what you take out of it, but it's there. It's all there for you, all you have to do is absorb it. And uh, it's really funny Because thinking back as I was arranging for this podcast, you know, every time I've seen Wicked, it's been a period of my life where things were changing, you know, going into high school or going away to college, going into the real world after graduating college. You know what I mean? It's every time that a big change has happened is somehow coincided with this show, uh, with me being able to go and see it and uh for that i think that's another reason why it's one of my favorite shows because it's just so connected to these big personal events in my life so it's going to be close to my heart yeah
1: (laughs) um listening to wicked is actually how i first taught myself to sing oh yeah i love that (laughs) Yeah, as a musical theatre artist, looking back, I can see how listening to Kristen Shenoweth and mimicking her vocal stylization helped me in the long run when I eventually became, began my first singing lessons. Aww. Yeah, so um, I've also been fortunate to meet Kristen a few times, and she is, she's an absolute dream, and she does so much to help aspiring glindas and young performers in general she's just she is a dream and so sweet i love that so much me too
0: you know and she was in the original company and speaking right. of original cast members you know while we were preparing for this podcast i found this quote from original the original Broadway wizard, Joel Gray, and I wanted to share it because this to me kind Mm -hmm. of captures what Wicked is all about in the experience. So here it is from Joel Gray himself. My favorite memory from Wicked was hearing the audience before the show, screaming like it was a rock concert, not a Broadway musical.
1: Mm.
0: And that just sums up the Wicked experience to me. Um, It's so accessible, I think because you know everybody knows the wizard of oz you do a prequel to that going in people are open to it they kind of know um they know who these people are at least and i think that's what makes wicked so successful because of that mm-hmm. accessibility everybody is 100% invested and huh, under its spell and uh, <laughs> that's a pun but it's true it's 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 pure theater magic and that's not a pun at all it's seeing wicked is magical and it's magical every single time you see it no matter how
1: many times you see it definitely and just going off what Joel Gray said in that quote I remember at the 10th anniversary seeing Wicked everyone leaped up to their feet during the last few notes of Defying Gravity and Mm. I can remember that moment so clearly and so I can visualize it right now as I'm talking. And everyone was just <laughs> cheering on Lindsay Mendez, who was the 10th anniversary alpha. <gasps> wow. The whole audience was just on its feet. And it, it brought me to tears because musical theater is so special and Wicked is so universal. And
0: mm-hmm. that's what
1: makes it so special. You know, everyone, everyone can relate to it. Yeah, there's genuinely something in
0: Wicked for literally everybody yeah and uh definitely i think that's what i love about it so much yeah since we did our research we are here to share with you some of our favorite fun facts about wicked (laughs) and this is something you should know about me going forward i'm a fun facts fanatic oh yes and i am ready to share all of these with you this month so roll up your Mm -hmm. sleeves
1: (laughs) here we go as of 2016, Wicked has performed to over 50 million people in 14 different countries. Actress Philemaine Verkeek is
0: the only alphabet to have played the role in Germany, the Netherlands, United States, and the United Kingdom, as well as in three different languages. And that is mind blowing to me. I tip my hat That's crazy. to her. Because not only is she mm-hmm. acting her face off, singing her face off, she's doing it in a different language. That's just yeah. That's incredible to me and
1: I'm so sorry
0: if I pronounced your <laughs> name
1: wrong. The day before her final show, Adina Menzel fell several feet through a trapdoor. I know, crazy. She was rushed to the hospital with broken ribs, still wearing her witch costume and green makeup. Adina showed up during her final performance wearing the infamous red tracksuit and finished the last few minutes of the show. You can actually find that Aww. on YouTube. It's really magical.
0: On a lighter note, speaking of green makeup, Alphaba's signature green is one you can purchase at any Mac store. It's called Chroma Cake and it is in the shade Landscape
1: Green. I'm gonna go get some of that. Oh, fun fact, I have some of that. Oh my gosh. It is actually the makeup that Lindsay Mendez used when she was Alphaba.
0: Aww. Yeah, it's
1: really cool Cute. to
0: look at. It's super oh,
1: interesting. Yeah. No, I wanted to just paint myself green Louise Dearman is the first actress to have played both roles of Elphaba and Glinda. The bubble dress weighs 40 pounds. Crazy. Can you imagine? No, I cannot. My scoliosis cannot and will not. (laughs) Elphaba wears three microphones, her regular one, a backup mic in case the battery dies, and one inside her signature witch hat. And in addition to these fun facts, we also have some listener questions, which
0: are honestly like my favorite part of this. I love it when you guys ask us stuff. So, you know, keep asking us stuff, please. Um, And so we are going to just segue right on in. Which
1: Glinda alphabet duos have you seen? So
0: I have seen, as Glinda and then as Elphaba, uh, Jana DeWall and Christine Dwyer, Carol Lindsay and Alyssa Fox, Gina Claire Mason and Mary Kate Morrissey.
1: Amazing. <laughs> I've seen... seen,
0: sorry? Oh, I was just asking you who you've seen.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Katie Rose Clark and Carmen Cusack, Jana DeWall and Christine Dwyer. Jillian Cates and Christine Dwyer, Katie Rose Clark and Lindsay Mendez, Ali Mozzie and Lindsay Mendez, and Katie Rose Clark and Donna Vivino. So what is your favorite costume in the show? Oh my God, so glad you asked. My favorite <laughs> is Glinda's engagement gown. I think it is just so gorgeous and I love the sleeves on it. It's just super cool. And what's cool is like, You can't notice it from the audience that it's like an actual sleeve of mesh with the rhinestones. So it just looks like the rhinestones are like glued onto her arm. I find it so glamorous and gorgeous. I also really love Nessa's dress in the Austos ballroom scene because it has elements of Glinda's popular dress incorporated while still being true to Nessa's style. And I love that.
0: Okay, so I'm going to just say this right now. These favorites costumes are going to be hard because everything in Wicked is brilliant, especially these costumes. They're, they're Tony Award winning costumes designed by Susan Hilferty. So that is worth mentioning. So well deserved. So well deserved. Mm-hmm. And, but my favorite is Glinda's engagement ball gown as well. I think it's so mm-hmm. gorgeous. And honestly, it deserves more stage time than it gets because it's it does. brilliant. But honestly, I'd be really happy to wear anything in Glinda's closet I really like the little mm. yellow dress that she wears in one short day. I just think it's so cute. I, and uh, I love the bright color. Like, I would wear that out places. Mm. And especially the asymmetrical cuts uh, kind of at the bottom of totally. that dress. It's just basically a lot of the costumes in Wicked are asymmetrical. And that is done on purpose. Uh, and it's just, it's such a brilliant choice and just adds so much to everything.
1: So, who is your favorite character? Uh, I
0: actually, okay, here we go with these favorites again. I don't really have a favorite character. I think that Fair they enough. all have something really special to offer. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, favorite character just kind of reflects off of where you are when you see it, right? Um, totally. And But I can say that over the years, I went from being very much like, I feel like Glinda, I relate to her. She's probably my favorite. To kind of like embracing my inner alphabet. Right. And I think that there's there's so some there's something so so special about Alphaba, and I'll get we'll talk about it more in a minute, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's just she has this strength, but so does Glinda. And I think that can I say my favorite character is their friendship? I mean, it's not really a character, but totally. the two of them together, just because they are so different, but they're mm-hmm. also so similar. They're Two strong, smart women who are coming of age in the same world. They just kind of go about it differently. And they both have different strengths and weaknesses, but the other kind of makes up for that. And I think it's so beautiful how it's written that neither is considered lesser than the other. They can just both be brilliant and strong in their own ways.
1: And mm-hmm. so it's
0: kind of like having that little inner balance between you and having the strong and the vulnerable and,
1: you know, mixing it all together. My favorite is Nessa Rose. I find her so interesting, and she arguably has one of the best scenes and songs in the show, which unfortunately wasn't included on the cast recording, and I'm still bitter. I'm still mad that it's not on the cast recording. She's brilliantly constructed in the musical
0: as well, and honestly, like I kind of wish we got to see a little bit more of her. She
1: has so many layers, and I don't think um many people who are just seeing the show to see the show pick up on that their first time mm-hmm. and yeah you don't get it the no first time, but absolutely not i didn't at least and um took me a few times of seeing the show to be like wow this character is dealing with some stuff and she is really misunderstood as well i really find her interesting favorite glinda and elphaba go for it chrissy okay everyone who knows me knows my favorite Glinda is Katie Rose Clark. She owns my heart. She totally changed the role in my mind for me when I've, well, I've seen her so many times now, but the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, wow, this is so much more than the blonde girl singing popular, you know? And um, yeah, I think there's some clips that you can totally see on YouTube of her Her Glinda evolves so much. As for an Alphaba, I really love Donna Vivino. I think she is just, oh, okay. You have to look up Donna Vivino riffing in Wicked because holy brains will fly out. How about you? Yeah, it's a hard show to have
0: favorites for, but I really loved seeing Carol Lindsay as Glinda. (laughs) She really balanced, I think, you know, the comedy of it with, uh, the deep heart that this character has. And, um, you know, it's a delicate balance. It's hard to like make people laugh really, really hard and then make them Mm -hmm. cry. (laughs) Uh, and she did it wonderfully. She was really radiant and honestly seeing her live bucket list thing as for Elphaba, uh, Mary Kate Morris, you've really just captured my heart because, Alphaba is Mm -hmm. so nuanced and it's kind of similar in the way that you were speaking about Glinda. And you know, there are these traits that we associate with Alphaba right off the bat. We're like, she's green, she's ambitious, she's gutsy. You know, she's got a little bit, she's got a fire in her belly, you know? Um, But what I really love about Mm. Mary-Kate's performance is that she totally captures Mm. the softer side of this character, she kind of the um, totally. anticipation, the optimism that, you know, she feels like, you know, cause where, where she starts the story as much as yeah, she's green and she's had to deal with that her whole life. Um, she's this young girl coming to college and to see the world for the first time and knowing that she wants to change it. You know, she's here with a mission and she's optimistic. Like The Wizard and I makes me cry every time because she's just so optimistic about what her future is going to look like. And if you've seen the show or even going in just seeing The Wizard of Oz, you know that that's not the ending that she gets, right? Um, But Mary Kate Morrissey marries those two sides of her so beautifully and Mm -hmm. just, it's incredible. And going off of what you were saying, Glinda is like that as well. And these are two of the best female characters written for the Broadway stage. Um, They're complex and they're real. And uh, yeah, I was really affected by Mary-Kate's performance. All right, so our last question here is, have you read Gregory Maguire's novel or any of the original Oz books by L. Frank Baum? Yes.
1: I own all the books by both Baum and Gregory McGuire. I've only read Wicked once, Wicked as in the Gregory McGuire book, the first one. Well, I've read all of the books only once, but specifically that one I read when I was around 12 years old, so I'm probably due for another read. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. It was the... I say I remember it so clearly because I've bought different editions since. They came out with like cool colored pages in green. And I was like, I need that one. But my first copy was the big version with the photos of the original cast inside. And I thought that was just so groovy and I needed it. <laughs> How about you? Well, I have, uh,
0: of the um, bomb books, which fun fact, one more fun fact for you guys. I just can't leave them alone. Alphabet's name comes from L Frank Baum. It's an homage. So they took the L and the F and the B and put it all together. And so it's an homage to her her original creator, which I think is so sweet. But so the first Oz book was a staple growing up, obviously as was the movie. And I think I might've read a few of the other Oz books, but I just, I never really kind of dug my teeth into them. It was just kind of like, like the first one, the rest can kind of, eh. Um, as for wicked, I first read the book directly after seeing the musical for the first time, because, you know, I'd waited so long, I'd seen the musical now I needed like another fix of wicked. And um, I was really surprised because the book is very, very different from the musical. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar with it, the book, it's very cerebral, it's political, it's dark, and it is very, very clever. It's a brilliantly written piece. Um, But if you're looking for something as sweet as the musical, you might want to like, maybe look somewhere else. Um, (laughs) I was gifted the rest of the series for Christmas one year. And I really love how Gregory Maguire combined Bomb's Oz with his own thoughts and themes. That being said, the show does have some heavier political and societal themes underlying the dazzling plot. It's just that the book is far more upfront with these. And you know, every time I read it, I find something new to kind of sink my teeth into and take away to think about. But I also always go, you know, I definitely should not have been reading this at 14 <laughs> years old.
1: Thank you for listening to our first episode in the Stagy Spooks series. We hope you enjoyed it. Check out our website at www.brickleegblog.com.
0: Don't forget to break a leg. See you soon. Bye-bye.